0: And it wasn't easy for them. And I don't care, frankly, if it's going to be beautiful or if it's going to rain like crazy. Makes no difference to me. I have a feeling it's going to be beautiful.
1: So, today um, we're talking about beauty, right? And as a whole, you know, what makes something beautiful? Right. Um. Scott's on with me. How you doing? And basically, you know, we're looking at beauty as a whole, right? So why, for example, obviously, like, I go out to the shops and I see a nice car. I don't know, like a Ferrari, Lamborghini, mm-hmm. something. And I look yep. at it and I think yep. to myself, fuck. That <laughs> yeah. is a beautiful car, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I see, you know, a beautiful mountainscape and you know, mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the Alps or something, I'm on the top of Everest, I think, wow, beautiful. People yep. talk of beautiful sunsets, you know, beautiful men, beautiful women, Yeah, just a, a yep. beautiful painting, whatever. And we're kind of here to discuss, you know, what makes something beautiful, and also mm-hmm. I think whether beauty is or isn't subjective, yes, or whether it's yes. an objective yep. aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think The first thing we—I don't know—like, what what are your opinions, Scott? Because obviously, Scott wanted to talk about this, and Mm -hmm. it's a very good topic. Um, so what's your kind of uh well take on beauty?
0: Yeah, it's—I was actually
1: it all—it all sort of originated the other day. I was sort of,
0: sort of uh in work, your mind wanders, and I was just sitting there thinking. Um, I was thinking like it was actually specifically. I mean, I'm not not necessarily going down, the, down this line but I was sitting there thinking what makes like a mountainscape beautiful. For a yeah. start, just just uh, to start off with they are just essentially rocks with grass on them. What's beautiful about that? You know what I mean? I was sitting there thinking what is be- actually I what am I looking at there? Why yeah. do I look at that and think wow, that's amazing, that's, that's beautiful? beautiful. Yeah. But it's just it with all due respect it, and I'm not I'm not denying that I do like I, like the vast majority of people do look at a mountainscape and think, wow, that's beautiful, including myself. I'm not denying that. But why? And I was like, okay, that then can apply to any like other things. Like why do I find, as you said, a car beautiful? Why do I find You're like what yeah, like e- what
1: what makes a I don't know, let's say What makes a Ferrari more attractive well, not attractive, but what why would we call a Ferrari beautiful? But a reliant robin, not yeah, exactly. Do you know
0: what I mean? And like it, it, it even goes down to as simple as like, why is your favorite color your favorite color? Yeah, like what's your favorite color?
1: Yellow. Mine's Luminous red. Yellow? Yeah.
0: Mine's red. I don't know why. No, I don't know why. I sit there and look at yeah, red, and I'm like, oh, that's my favorite color.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there is um, there's a very good take on beauty uh-huh. in like. From Plato, and that's where the free is actually platonic. You know, like oh, they were very platonic, a platonic yeah. relation that comes from Plato's teachings on love and stuff, right? And okay, the beauty of love and and mm-hmm. uh, and getting the Symposium and Phaedo as well. Okay, two of his works, but in one of them, basically, so Plato created what he called the forms, right? right Capital yes. F, right? Mm-hmm. Now, to Plato, the forms were the ideal of whatever you were thinking of right so to plato everything in the real world had an ideal version of it oh yeah that was completely unattainable physically or mentally right okay yeah but you know in theory existed right Mm -hmm. and so for example the word came from back in ancient greece if a sculptor was like sculpting a i don't know you know just anything sculpting a building you know the way they used to like do all the designs yeah yeah, yeah there would have been a what ancient greek called a form which was like a wooden version of what they were sculpting right to mm-hmm. make sure that they were following accurately what they were doing and so to plato everything had a ideal form mm. and basically people were like lived their life trying to achieve these ideal forms and whatever it was they were doing even though they were not physically obtainable so for example let's say there was a triangle right so A triangle is, let's say, an equilateral triangle, right? Okay, yeah. Three sides, perfectly straight lines, perfectly equal lines. Equal angles. Equal angles, right? uh, Yeah, yeah. Now, you know the form of an equilateral triangle, Mm -hmm. right? So, to Plato, that's the form of an equilateral triangle. Perfect equilateral triangle. And you can envision that in your head, Uh right? You can imagine an equilateral triangle. Perfect. Right? Now, let's say someone attempts to draw an equilateral triangle on a board, right? Mm-hmm. You draw that equilateral triangle on a board, it's not perfect. yeah. Right? No matter how accurately you draw mm-hmm. it, it'll never be completely straight. Mm-hmm. It'll never be the complete exact angles, and each line will never be exactly the same length, because eventually if you go down far enough, yeah, there will be some sort of minuscule difference, right? Yep. But it's from knowing of the ideal form of the equilateral triangle that you can distinguish that what you're seeing on the board is In the best case scenario, an equilateral triangle, right? Yes. Because you know what the perfect version is and you can kind of align the two, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the same with anything in that regard. And to Plato, it wasn't just like objects, it had a form, right? So different things had forms of like, so beauty, right? Beauty is a form. Mm -hmm. There's perfect beauty, right? Mm -hmm. Not obtainable, right? But it exists. Yeah and basically Plato in one of his uh, I think it's Phaedo or it's either Phaedo or the Symposium right and if you ever read Plato Plato talks in you know like he writes his work as conversations right okay right? to get a point across mm-hmm. so in this exchange basically Aristotle or Socrates sorry and Anaxagoras right are having a discussion about mm-hmm. you know is beauty objective or subjective yep. And basically, you know, it re- reads and it comes to the conclusion that our, uh, I keep saying Aristotle, that Socrates basically mm-hmm. comes to the conclusion that something is beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, ex- because it or we view something as beautiful because it has the beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he says. And what oh, he oh, means by that is it has the yep. form yep. of beauty, of being beautiful. It yep. is has some degree of that form of beauty. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect, but it has that degree of beauty in it, right? So from Plato's point of view, beauty is objective, right okay yeah his argument was if you look at something and you see it as beautiful right let's say you ask someone about a fast car what's beautiful about a fast car right and someone could turn around you and say well it's beautiful because the shape of it the color you said red your favorite color Mm -hmm. you go oh that's beautiful lovely red Mm -hmm. right yeah but it only looks good the red in that thing only looks good in that situation yeah if you saw someone bleeding out and their blood was red everywhere. No, You wouldn't yeah. think that's beautiful, that's but it's still the color yeah. red, right? So to him, in different scenarios, things that you think are beautiful uh-huh. aren't. The only thing that remains about beautiful objects, the only thing all beautiful... Because he's basically like, what the all beautiful objects or things hold in common? Right, right? okay, yeah. And to him, the only thing that they held in common was beauty itself. Right, okay. Right? So beauty's objective, the, the Plato. Beauty is not in the eye of the beholder it's within the object itself itself. right Right. okay that's so that's that's plato's argument right Uh the question then goes from there is well what is beauty then yeah let's say okay it holds the form of being beautiful what is that form what makes something hold that Mm -hmm. form and it's uh, it's a very difficult question do you know what i mean um you then have the likes of You know, Hugh, later on, who would come along and say, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, Mm -hmm. right? And you kind of think, most people would assume beauty is subjective, right? Yeah. Like, I may like a certain thing, you may not, Mm -hmm. right? I may prefer, I don't know, for example, I prefer men to women, right? I may think Tom Cruise is incredibly handsome, right? Mm -hmm. You may think completely different, right? I might go, well, yeah, them shoes are class. And you may look at them and be like, they're disgusting by anybody wear them. exactly. So, is that... Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very hard to pinpoint beauty itself. Yeah. Do you know, what makes an object beautiful? Is it just solely... Is it, like, is it Plato's idea? You know, Hmm. something... Holds a level of beauty, mm-hmm. or is it that we just view things as being beautiful? And what, like, it's just personal taste or yeah. preference? Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: i I would personally probably after after hearing that, I I would probably I would probably lean towards subjective, but I would say there is a baseline, um, a baseline of beauty, like. I challenge you to find someone to turn around and say Like a sunset is ugly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I would I, I would I would, nobody
1: would say that. Yeah, exactly.
0: I, like nice nice sunset over over a sea or whatever. Who's gonna who's gonna say that's ugly, you know what I mean? But So there there has Is there that level of objectivity to it? Is it maybe a mix of both? Is it is there a
1: baseline? Well of I beauty? think you think When you make a statement about something being beautiful, right, Mm -hmm. that statement that you make, you make it in the sense that you believe it's objective, right? Yeah. So, for example, let's say you look at a beautiful sunset, right? Mm -hmm. You may Mm -hmm. turn around to your friend and go, oh, that sunset's beautiful. Yeah. As if it holds a property of being beautiful, Mm -hmm. right? Beauty isn't a property, right? Mm -hmm. Yellowness, warmth. Yeah. Yeah is a property of it right let's say see a beautiful landscape yeah the mountains the trees the valleys the rivers are properties yeah but you'll turn around and make an objective statement of oh look at that river valley isn't it beautiful but, but as you, if beauty is it, ex- it actually it, physically it, exists. it physically exists right yep. so you make such an objective claim uh-huh. that you instantly feel that it's subjective yeah do you know what i mean and yeah
0: it's, it's fact, essentially. Yeah, yeah, like, to you, anyway. Yeah.
1: And when you look at the next pair of trainers, you look at them and you're like, oh, they're beautiful. You're like, no, they're red.
0: Yeah, and then, like...
1: Are they beautiful is a yeah. different question. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. kind of a weird... Like, it's as if beauty is a physical property when you yeah. talk about it.
0: Yeah. And then, like, it's whenever you whenever you do look at something, like, in your head that is absolutely beautiful, stunning, whatever, Um, and someone turns around and goes... No, I don't see it, and you literally cannot fathom how they yeah, you're can't shocked. see. Yeah, how they can't see that. Like a lot of my, a lot of my like, I wouldn't. Uh, conflicts is too, too, too strong a word, but um, we'll we'll use it anyway. Like majority of my sort of maybe disagreements with people, a lot of them would come on, 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 under sort of that sort of. It would just, like, wouldn't argue about it, but if someone turned around to me and said, like, if I was looking at a scene and loved it or a car or. Um, like, for example, I live or no, I work. Uh, like, and you can just see the road, and occasionally you have nice cars going down the road, and I might be like, "Oh, that's a lovely car," and then I don't know, like a colleague turn around and go like, "What's so nice about it?" And you're like, "How can you? How can you not see? Yeah, how can you like so that like? I mean, if if sorry, if beauty's objective, as Plato says. How do people have different tastes in it,
1: then? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. And I think I, I think Plato's argument to that would be that if something is beautiful, uh-huh. it is beautiful, right? We, as if it is a physical property? No, not as if no. it's a physical property, right? Uh-huh. Because to him, the forms aren't physical. Oh, right, okay, okay. But he would probably argue that so- if something is beautiful, it's beautiful, right? Mm. Like, for example... It would be in the same way of, if something is a triangle, it's a triangle, yeah. right? You could look at a triangle and say, like, let's say you pick someone, like, back in his time, right? Obviously, he knew what a triangle was, but very few people would probably, you know, be able to fully yeah. identify an equilateral triangle. Yeah. If you put someone out of some some slave back then, right, no education at all, and set them in front of that picture and ask them what it was, they would not be able to identify that it was an equilateral triangle, because they have no concept of the form of an equilateral triangle, right? Yeah. So they would argue, if you said that's an equilateral triangle, they could probably be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So to Plato would be like, let's say beauty, form of beauty. For you to be able to recognize beauty, you need to understand oh, the form so, of beauty. Yeah, okay. And have some sort of concept of beauty itself okay. to be able to apply it to something. You uh-huh. get me? Yeah. Like So to him, it would probably be like, let's say you look at the car. Now, you could be in the wrong. It could be that you don't understand beauty and the car actually isn't beautiful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And whoever's arguing with you may be right. Yeah. But let's say, take it from the perspective that you understand beauty itself, Mm -hmm. right? And you have a decent grasp of the form of beauty, right? Or the form of the beautiful, as Socrates puts it. From that, you say, oh, that's beautiful. You make a correct statement that it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Your work colleague who doesn't have a proper understanding of the form of beauty mm-hmm. thinks it's not.
0: Right, okay, yeah.
1: Not because beauty is subjective, but simply because they lack the understanding. I mean, yeah, right, okay. You get what I mean? Yeah, I get Yeah. I think that would be Plato's kind of argument to that. Um. I that d- idea d- of subjectivity. Do you get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: Um. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that at all, to be quite honest. I don't know. I'm I, just... Yeah, yeah, you know I, know, I, mean? I know. you're just...
1: Um,
0: but, like, in, in questioning that, how does one become familiar with, how does one understand the form of beauty, then? What is there to understand? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't know either.
1: I think Plato was kind of of the idea that, you know, understanding came from thinking and thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was very... dead did back then. Yeah, well, yeah, it was very much, you know, the idea of, you think you'll come to conclusions yeah. type thing. Mm-hmm. So I think Plato's idea would be, you know, just think about it mm-hmm. and it'll eventually... It'll come to you. Yeah, it was kind of like there was a guy... What was his name? I forget. There was a philosopher, right? And his name was Ross, something Ross, right? And DB or JB Ross or something, but he was a moral philosopher, so it wasn't anything to do with beauty or anything. Yep. But he was basically talking about what is the true moral code. And his argument was, if you think long and hard enough about it, okay. your own intuition will bring you to that conclusion. Yeah. Um, and there's also a philosopher, Um. I forget his name, some German guy, right? I think his name was, yeah, Carl Jung, right? Mm-hmm. Or Carl Jung, whatever. Basically looked at Plato's forms and sort of saw his forms as, you know, your pure instinct. Okay, yeah. You're like your own intuition. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. come to your understanding of a triangle of beauty or whatever through your own thought and own intuition into the matter.
0: So would sorry, would every everyone's individual... But Forms would, per se be different.
1: No, they would be the same if people okay. thought about it enough. All oh, right, okay. They would come to the same conclusion. Yeah, would yeah, kind yeah. of be the argument. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That way, yeah. It's a very, you know, it's very one of those arguments. It's, it's not. It's, it's very elitist argument that my idea is right. If you think long enough and hard about it, enough about it, you'll agree with me. Yeah. If you think hard and long about it and don't agree with me, you haven't thought long and hard enough. enough yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's kind yep. of their their viewpoint of mm-hmm. it. Um. So I think. From that point of view, that would probably be their argument on subjectivity or objectivity, and they would still argue that beauty is objective. Yeah, but I g there are some things that, like as you say, you would argue are objectively beautiful.
0: Yeah, I was I was reading. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. Uh, I was reading up on a on a study, um, in preparation for this podcast actually, and it was, it, I think it was done in nineteen, it was nineteen ninety eight or something, right? And it was a study done. It was. I think it was in. I I, I'm not very good with my sources or whatnot. But it was. It was a story or a study done, and it was, it was testing X amount of people, not artists, X amount of people, um, to like they were having a look at abstract art. So you had the original piece and a copy of the original piece, and what one do you prefer? And if you looked at it at first glance. It would look basically identical. You know, the way abstract art is just like shapes and stuff and yeah, like yeah. colors and stuff. And um, they, they found that they just asked everyone of these two pieces, what one do you prefer? And something like, and it was something ridiculous, like 90% of the people said they preferred the original piece. And that's generally because with abstract art, the original piece is like, a lot of people think of abstract art as just slapping paint yeah. on, a, on a canvas. It's not. It's not. I used to have that opinion. It's really, really not. It's very, very calculated, and it's very, very. A lot of it's very mathematical, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I can't remember the piece. through there was there was a piece of art, and it's, it's of literally it's literally rectangles with colors in them, but all the rectangles are, done in the golden ratio. Which is one to one point six, yeah, one one to one point six one or something Fibonacci spiral, yeah, as well. Was It was one to sixteen, or I thought it was one to. 1, I thought it was one to one point sixty one. Golden um, cool but it was it was based on that, and they had it, and then a knockoff of it beside each other, and again, at first glance, you
1: 1.61.
0: 1.61.
1: close enough, same idea, like you.
0: yeah, and people. People like ninety percent of people took or like picked the the golden ratio one that was actual golden ratios because the other ones was slightly out. Yeah. But if you had no idea about the pace, then did it wouldn't know, be. Out.
1: Did they know they were different? Like, did they know which was the? No, they were just like, which was. No, the, they didn't. They didn't know. No. they didn't
0: know at all. They just picked. Yeah. So the, they did know. They naturally.
1: just naturally went for the yeah. more, yeah,
0: uh, so-called aesthetically pleasing yeah, yeah, yeah. the golden ratio, etc. But like, I again, I that's what I'm here to sort of discuss why, why Why did they pick that, like, yeah, I mean, in that, sorry, in that scenario, I mean, without knowledge, I'd, like, I guarantee I would pick that as well because apparently that's human inclination, so maybe that could be an argument put forward to beauty is subjective if such a high number of people, or is objective, sorry, if such a high number of people are picking the same thing,
1: yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, no, no, 100%, it's kind of like like you look at um, like for I think you can take, when talking about beauty right I think you can take out attraction right? Yeah. So obviously like people's tastes vary massively when it comes to like picking partners right? Yeah okay yeah. And I think the main reason that varies massively is due to the fact that that's a like evolutionary thing mm-hmm. in the sense of what your body feels it's yep. going to be able to reproduce with best. Yes. And everyone is so different that you know, I think you can just take that out of the equation, because that's not just down to soul beauty, that's down to, you know, evolutionary traits and the survival Mm -hmm. of your own species Mm -hmm. that's, you know, sort of pre-programmed in your head. So we're just looking at beauty in terms of, you know, art and landscapes, and even, you know, music and things like that. I think other things you know that are almost objectively like, nobody would ever I don't think anybody would ever look at a nice view of a, a mountainscape I mm. think, I that's disgusting. Yeah. Everyone would like it. They might like it to varying degrees, Yeah, but I don't think you'd find anyone that dislikes it. Same with a sunset, a sunrise. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Things like that are almost universally mm. accepted as nice, yeah. as beautiful. Yeah. And, I don't know why, like, I think symmetry plays a large role. Yes. In beauty and stuff like that when nature it, comes yes. with symmetry
0: nature like symmetry in nature
1: well for example here's a good one for you mm-hmm. right you think imagine a valley mm-hmm. now i'm per- like personally when i sit here and i think of a, a nice view right the first thing that comes into my head is a mountain valley okay yeah. right you're at the top of like the saddle of a mountain mm-hmm. at the top of the valley in the middle and the valley, the river goes down the middle, and the mountains are on either side. side yep. that's symmet- That's a, a symmetrical. View. Yeah, degree of symmetry, mm-hmm. right? That's the first thing that comes into my head when I think of that, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, do you know what I mean? I think, I don't know, symmetry. I think is something that's sort of the idea of that ratio thing. Yeah, you know, it's like s- symmetrical shapes, objects, you know, perfect squares, perfect circles, you know, yep. perfectly painting within the lines of things. Mm-hmm. You know, they give a certain sense of, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, I don't know why that is.
0: I was, yeah, was reading up on this, and apparently, it, 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 it comes down to an evolutionary, evolutionary, an evolutionary point where it's like, whenever we were hunters and gatherers, yeah. if you looked at a tree and it was roughly symmetrical, it was a healthy tree to pick fruit off or whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you looked at a deer. It's, and its antlers were symmetrical chances are that it was healthy yeah chances are that it was like our love for symmetry comes from it does come yeah, from biological nature. Trait. yeah it's yeah. a biological trait it's it comes from that um that love of or that that want to like survive almost yeah. it is a survival instinct when it that love of symmetry specifically um and if you look through like throughout history um architecture has been. It's only very recently that architecture isn't hasn't been symmetrical.
1: But even still like it's very rare you would find a building that's so asymmetrical. Yeah. Like I think
0: only modern like modernist buildings would be, but But I even said,
1: still there's still gonna be there's yeah. still a degree. Like whatever angle you look at it, you're still likely you to get a degree of symmetry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like maybe looking at it from the side. Yeah. One side may be completely different to the other. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it face on yeah, do you know what i mean it yeah, could be, be symmetrical symmetry, as well but i know what you mean they have branched out from yeah, it's probably
0: that, people just go on like oh it's time like we yes, have the materials yeah. now to go against that go yeah, against the grain yeah. and the, to be quite honest the majority of buildings i see like that i think are horrible yeah well i'll give I you think one
1: horrible one of the best looking buildings i think i've ever seen is the twin towers yeah and they're perfectly symmetrical yeah. almost do you know what i mean they're just rectangles yeah
0: i'm not a big fan of the twin towers but because they're too brutalist but then and that's that's getting into taste yeah, architecture. Yeah. that's um but in terms of symmetry yes like another good example the eiffel tower yeah it's perfectly yeah, symmetrical. Yeah, yeah. um Big tar, tar bridge
1: tar bridge yeah yeah they're Big all band, symmetrical yeah yeah and you look state at, building yeah it's
0: a really nice building yeah. and you look at them and you're like wow that's that's a, that's nice building that's that's nice um and it is because of the Syma- because of the cemetery, yeah. symmetry yeah because yeah. Because all is the same, all is normal, all is... Yeah. And that is that survival instinct in, in us from nature. Yeah. Um, But I don't think all beauty comes from a survival instinct, and I'm going to use the sunset example for why. Okay. Sunset implies... Now, a sunrise is different, but a sunset implies the end of the day. Okay. Darkness. Yes. Danger, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. So why do we like them so much? Yeah. From a survival point of view, why do we like... Like, if we're talking from a survival point of view is the root of beauty, then why do we like sunsets? Because sunsets are essentially an alarm bell for impending danger, you know what I mean? Because we're not
1: nocturnal animals. You see, it's kind of like, right, if if you're in a really... Like, people love looking down and things, right? Mm -hmm. People love, you know, being up high, Like you know, in a high building looking out at a city, or being on the top of a mountain looking out in the rest, right? Yeah, and there's an argument that that's good from a survival point of view, in the sense that you know, you have a full vantage point of everything around you, right? So, nothing's going to creep up on you. Mm -hmm. You have a lay of the land, you can survey everything, right? And back in the day, that would have been very, very valuable. Mm -hmm. So, now it you know, kind of creeps into your, your subconscious that oh, I like this because of that, yeah, but also. Being up in the top of a mountain is very dangerous. Yeah, it is. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not where a human being should be. Yeah, like the top of Everest is not where a human should be. No. You know, suspended in a building on the roof of a ninety-story building yeah. is very dangerous yeah. as well. Like, but yeah. we seem to ignore that. Uh huh. And I think maybe with sunsets, yes, it signals nighttime. It signals danger and stuff. That's but true, it also so signals yeah. the end of the, as you said, signals the end of the day. So it signals that. But it also could possibly signal, you know, time to relax. Yeah. Because you think maybe years ago, hunter-gatherers, the sunset's coming in, they've hunted their food, they've set up camp, they're safe for the night, they've lit a fire, and it's like, right, it's time to go to sleep, we've done our work for the day, sunset's coming down, time to relax, yeah, it's time under- to unwind, the or whatever and I, do you know what I mean? I struggle in summertime, right, I don't know if anyone else is like this, but in summertime I struggle to to relax, mm-hmm. right? And I think the reason I struggle to relax is because humans are a lot more active when it's bright. Yeah. Of course, like, we're... Hormonally, we yes, are, yeah, yeah. You know, it's the same as, like, an owl is more active at night, right? Yeah. It's just natural. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm sitting in the house, like, I, for example, if I worked a f- 12-hour shift and came in from a 12-hour shift in the middle of winter, right, and it's dark outside. Yeah. I can easily t- just You're switch exhausted. off, play the PlayStation, yep. read a book, watch TV, yep. do nothing, right, go yep. for a bath. If I come in from a 12-hour shift, and let's say I come in at, like, 9 o'clock at night in the summer, and it's fucking bright <laughs> as anything outside, yeah, yeah. I can't switch off. I feel like I should be doing something productive. Yeah. I feel like I should be just being active, doing yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You and don't, wanna wa- you don't no. wanna even want to waste it. But. No, exactly. Like, And it's maybe, like, that darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, sunset signals you can relax okay yeah so our darkness signals you can relax right Uh so a sunset gives you that relax like to me personally viewing a sunrise right it's fresh it's energetic it's the start of the day you know you're ready to get up and go like when i think of a sunrise i just think of like crispness yeah do you know what i mean that way like yeah you know whenever i tired eyed but not tired in the sense of I want to go to sleep, tired, as in I'm just waking, just waking up. up, yeah, yeah. When I think of sunsets, I think of tiredness. Mm-hmm. I feel tired when I think of a sunset. I feel yeah. relaxed when I think of a sunset. Yeah, and that's—I don't know. Maybe that's why. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Just, I don't. I don't know, like, but
0: because no one or very few people you'd find um, would go to like watch a sunrise. Yeah, and ch- relax. Most people it.
1: would watch a sunset.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like. Obviously, there are exceptions and stuff, but generally, I would go, I wouldn't, because your day is done, I'd rather watch a sunset. You have nothing else, like, yeah. like you have no pressure. You, have, no. you just you just sit and enjoy it, whereas a sunrise, as you say, is energy, like, you do feel, yeah, I'll agree with that totally, you, you do feel more energized watching a sunrise. Like, I just think of, I don't know about you, with the sunset, I always imagine summer, and with a sunrise, I always imagine winter, like a misty, like a misty, foggy, yeah, yeah, yeah the yellow moment, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I always imagine that when
1: I imagine a sunrise, and then a sunset,
0: I just imagine this orange
1: orb. I'll tell you about not in terms of I've never really linked them to the seasons, uh-huh. but I've always linked them. Sunrise to me is cold, sunset, yeah, warm, yeah. Do you get me? Like, yeah, sunrises to me, you know, it's the middle of the night, you know, freezing, mm-hmm. right. And you're starting to warm up. Yeah. Sunsets are... You're already... Like, it's roasting and you're cooling, cooling off. Down, yeah. So, I suppose that kind of links into the same idea of, you know, the tiredness. Like, sunrise is... It's cold, but it's, like, starting to heat up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The day's starting to get going. Yeah. Sunset is... You're roasting. But the you're sun goes down. down yeah. You're cooling off. You're, do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why. I think... I don't know. From a biological point of view... Yeah, and beauty in terms of bio- biology would also tend to favor the idea that it's objective as well. Yeah, do you yeah, know because, what I mean?
0: Like, what I'm going to survive on is going to be like biologically. What am I? Go- what I'm going to survive on is going to be the same as everyone else on this planet. Yeah, largely. Because like, I'm an animal, and everyone yeah. else is the exact same anim- like species yeah, animal exactly. as me. So, like, yeah, the, from that argument, yeah, it could like it would. There is that sense of objectivity about it.
1: I just, it's one of those topics, like beauty, it's very, 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 very difficult to describe.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like describing color to a blind person Literally, without using yeah,
1: the, without, the word yeah. color, like the other even, color. Like, you say something's beautiful. There's very, very few times that you would say something is whatever, right, without being able to describe why. Yeah. Like, if I turn around and goes, ah. Oh, he's an excellent speaker why he talks well he mm. he's you know he's clear he's and, clear yeah. he doesn't talk too yep. fast yep. you know he knows when to pause when to whatever right you know like stuff along those lines no but do you know what i mean like so like it's kind of like but with beauty you're like oh that's beautiful but if someone asks you what makes it beautiful
0: yeah, I don't know. Like, I I can't put my finger like, I can't put my finger on it. Like, you can, you can maybe look at an object. Like, you can maybe look at an object. Well, use a car, but it could apply to anything. What's beautiful about it? The shape of it, the color of it, the shape of the, I don't know, the windows, the sh- the the how streamlined it is. But why do them elements? Why are them elements individually beautiful and why do they come together to make a beautiful car? Yeah, you whereas I mean? on their
1: own they might not be, or as Plato says, you know, in another situation they're yeah. not beautiful at all.
0: Yeah, like a, like that's true. Like, um, you have a wing, like, say, a wing mirror on that car and it just fits in with the car beautifully and it's it is beautiful there, but then you take it off and it's just a wing mirror and you're yeah. like, that's not that's not a beautiful object, no. you know no, what I mean? Yeah that's, yeah. The, yeah, that's that's true, actually. That is true.
1: I don't know, I think it's, sometimes with beauty, it's simplicity. Yeah. I think, like, I don't, like, you see something done,
0: mm-hmm.
1: something very, very simple.
0: I agree. And it's yeah, nice. Yeah.
1: Complicated. You're y- just, you're like. you start to have to
0: think about it and stuff. What's going on yeah, there. And
1: yeah, I, I, I don't know, like, I think it's maybe an awe thing as well. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that, though? Well, if you look at nice scenery, right? You're like, oh, beautiful. You look at a nice cityscape, mm-hmm. oh, beautiful. You look at a nice car, oh, beautiful, right? And I think maybe sometimes the reasons you people say that is because you know it's awe at the object itself. Yeah. So, like, you look at a lovely mountainscape, it's awe at how'd this even come here? It's sheer size, maybe it's what's actually gone into it, like how it's been created. You look at a cityscape, you're like, Jesus, like this is the pinnacle of human Mm -hmm. evolution. You feel a sense of pride, Mm -hmm. maybe a sense of, you know, how have we all come together over all these years to build something like this? This, and Maybe you see all the cars, you know, the many lights driving on the roads and you're like, you know, all those people, everyone working in harmony, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Same with, like, a beautiful watch, you know, all the cogs, everything is working perfectly. Yeah. admire the craftsmanship, stuff that you can't do yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean that way? Like, and it's the same with...
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: It's the same with, uh, you know, like, a nice car, you're like, how's anyone built that like that? Like, how do the engines work? How do all the... Do you know what I mean? And I think... It's It's humbling. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah. And I... I think that was kind of you know um, Carl Sagan. I've said this before, maybe in the last episode, but he had a very good quote on astronomy, and he basically said, you know, astronomy is a very humbling subject. Yeah. And
0: experience, I think. He said. Yeah, one of the, yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. A humbling experience, whatever. Um, and basically that humbleness, you know, comes from that sense of awe of yeah you know you look up like I know very There's few no, people you know. would look up at the night yep. sky and not think it's a beautiful sight. Yeah. And that I assume a lot of that comes from the you know. How like unbelievably complex and massive, and you just kind of accept the grandeur of it, yeah. and that in and of itself is a beautiful thing. Do you know what I mean? The lack, like ignorance, is bliss. Yeah. See, I was, I was, and It's kind of yeah. like in this sense, ignorance is beautiful. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like,
0: you see, that's what I was actually going. I was going to actually argue against that. I would say there are people out there, and I would say the number is probably higher than we we'd like to think. That would look up the night sky, shrug, and move on. Yeah. But I think to look up to the night sky and appreciate the beauty in it, you need to know what that is you're yeah, looking well, at. Yeah, well, that's the same and thing, the you know. the significance of how far that stuff is away, yeah. you know what I mean? You need to have
1: an understanding of a lack of understanding, if you yeah, get me, Yeah, To appreciate it in y- the first the place. The
0: ability to be humbled yes. by them. Like, I've every time I look at the night sky... I'm humbled by it. Yeah. You just sit. Like, it, it never grows old. You look, like... There may be some views out there that would grow old, but every time I look up at the Milky Way, my jaw just... yeah. I yeah. and you just find new stuff every time. And um, it is the... I would argue it is the most beautiful sight.
1: Yeah. A clear night sky is... Yeah. It is very difficult to beat.
0: I, stri- I would say I'm yet to beat it. Yeah. In and terms I- of
1: beauty like but you know i i would say that's probably you know one of the things is the honest of it mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's like with the same with a lot of things do you mm-hmm. know what i mean um, yeah big
0: big mountain landscape too like. Well, you,
1: yeah like and you think when you're a kid mm-hmm. you think a lot more things a lot of like things are more beautiful when you're younger mm-hmm. because of your lack of understanding and i think you know when you talk to people who actually do something they don't see it as so wow as yep. you do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you think of an F1 car right and you think wow it's incredible how that's done. It's yeah. a beautiful sight seeing that flying around corners and all but do you think of someone who's designed it and engineered it and knows how it works probably just looks at it and thinks it's the same as building a Vauxhall Corsa. Yeah. You know what I mean? They wouldn't see it as beautiful as what like you think of artwork right? Mm-hmm. You think of the Mona Lisa like I look at the Mona Lisa and I think you know it's a nice painting. It is a beautiful painting. Mm-hmm. Because I don't really know what's going on as well. Helps. Yeah. How's he drawn that? Yeah. How's he I he even knowing where to begin like that? Do yeah. that so, yeah. But I think someone who looks at it and knows how it's painted and how like the technicalities of it. Maybe yeah. doesn't see it as beautiful, right? But they still appreciate the greatness and difficulty of doing it. Like from more from a technical yeah, point from of a tec- view. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. Rather than from a sheer beauty, beauty point of be- view. Do yeah, yeah, you yeah. get what I mean? Um like yeah like i yeah I'd say it's probably that's probably largely you know a lot to do with it is the, like just the lack of understanding and just being like blown away by yeah. things probably has a lot to do with what makes something beautiful as well mm-hmm. i I really don't know like it, it
0: I doubt anyone knows like no if they actually put their mind it, I doubt
1: anyone knows like no it's it's just very very. Like, I mean, there was a guy, what do you call him, Rembrandt? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some other painter, I can't remember. Him and someone else was involved, and I don't know which one it was that done it. Mm -hmm. But basically, one of them, either Rembrandt or the other one, drew an exact copy of the painting of the other guy and put the other guy's name on it. Yep. Or put his own name on it or something, I don't know, and tried to sell them both as the same painting to see whether which would fetch more money. So there were the i, I, I they were an identical painting. And basically Rembrandt or no sorry they weren't an identical painting, that's a lie. What happened was Rembrandt or the other guy painted two paintings, right? Mm-hmm. And he put his name in one of them. I think this is how it would put his name in one of them and the other guy's name on the other. Yep. But he drew both of them. Mm-hmm. And he brought them both to be sold. And the one with either his name or the other guy's name on went for more money. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he'd done that as an experiment of you've only bought that solely because of the name, name attached. Yeah, not the beauty attached no. to No, and I think a lot of the time people maybe think things are beautiful because they feel they should think they're beautiful. Yeah. So like maybe people just appreciate a landscape because they feel they have to. Yeah, People appreciate true. a sunset, a sunrise because they feel they have mm-hmm. to. People appreciate the Mona Lisa, the Last Supper you know, starry night because they feel they have to. You get what I mean? Like, people feel yeah. they should appreciate Like, people listen to, I don't know, David Bowie and make themselves like, like it. it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone else likes it, so they feel, oh, is there something wrong with me if I don't like this? And that's how popularity
0: itself yeah.
1: begins anyway, yeah. And maybe that's, you know, All a lot right. of the time, like, maybe that's a lot of the things with the objectiveness of beauty is people feel they should appreciate it as yeah. beautiful to get so, to be in line yeah, with the rest of society. To not have something yeah. wrong with them. Yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? That way. It's kind of like, so like, maybe that's, you know, one of the. Sorry, I've been up a word, but maybe <laughs> that's one of the, you know, things about objectivity is if people actually thought about it themselves, maybe they wouldn't think the same thing. Yeah, exactly. But I I really don't know. Um, it's a very, very difficult question. Mm-hmm. You know, what makes something beautiful? What is beauty? You know, is it in the eye of the beholder, as Hume, you know, and Kant, and yeah. other individuals said, or is it solely objective things, such as, you know, Plato himself said? I, I don't know. No, neither do I. Um, I do you have anything else to add? Uh, to be honest,
0: no. I think it's, I think it's one of these questions that, like, and I'm not going down, I'm not going down a path here. It's just, uh, just making a point that we don't know. What consciousness is. We don't know the human mind. We do not know. It is the biggest mystery. I would argue it's a bigger mystery than...
1: What? Beauty or the human mind?
0: The human mind. um, Consciousness. What it is. Where it comes from. Um, oh yeah, 100%. That, that's, a, that's probably the biggest mystery that we have to answer. And I think in terms of questions like the one we've asked tonight and the one we've discussed tonight, the answer lies upon discovering what consciousness is
1: yeah it's beyond our level of understanding. yeah because
0: right? it like beauty i think is completely subconscious you don't wake up and go i want to find this beautiful and then find it beautiful you wake up and go well that's that's what yeah, i i no, don't do it's but, kind
1: of, yeah i agree and it's kind of like you don't look like as i say like the second you look at something without even thinking about it. Oh, yeah. You make a decision on whether you know, it's beautiful yeah, yeah. or not. Like, it's almost see, as if you've always always known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you see a nice, I don't know, like a nice girl walking down the street, right? Mm-hmm. And you glance at her. Straight away, first glance, you make a subconscious decision of, you know, is that individual attractive or not? Yeah. Right? Same the other way around. Like, you're in a nightclub. You know, you see you see a girl walk past and you take one glance at them. And straight away, you can tell... Like, your mind tells you whether you're attracted to them or not. Yeah. And I'll always say, you know, that's more of, like, a sort of biological thing. And, like, that is more but, personal preference. But what? it's still the same idea. Like, you see a nice car. Yeah. You subconsciously look at it and are like, oh, oh I yeah. like that car. It's, that's a beautiful car. You don't have to sit and not. think about it. No. Yeah. And, like, it's the same with, like, mountains and stuff. You see a sunrise, sunset. You're instantly like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. That's unreal. Or... That's shit. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Just by looking at it.
0: Yeah, like, if a sunset, like, a sunset, like, not every sunset's beautiful. A sunset can have, like, shit grey clouds across it. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's, you don't sit and think, oh, that's crap, or do I like this, do I not like this? Your mind just goes, like, you you know,
1: you know, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you look up at the night sky straight away, you're but, like, wow. Yeah. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. That, yeah, it's a very subconscious decision. Yeah. That's almost instantaneous. Yeah. I mean, there are some times you can look at something and be like, do I think... I uh, Do I like that? Yeah, things yeah, can grow no. on you as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. N- yeah I did think fair about fair that point. today. Yeah, no, it's I don't know. It's just... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I
0: just, it's a weird, it is weird, weird topic. Because, like, we could go down a whole other tangent about then things growing on you and then tastes and
1: stuff. Taste, yeah.
0: Yeah, but like... Why do you like fish
1: and I don't? Yeah. I don't know.
0: Like, it is part of that and that just branches into, like, all consciousness. Yeah.
1: And that's a completely (laughs) different discussion. (laughs) That's a wild discussion. For another... I'll leave... I'll leave with this interesting point, right? Uh Uh-huh. In In relation to consciousness. Because if anyone's still listening to this point, God help you, but, like... (laughs) You know, this will be something to take home. So... When I was like six or seven, right, mm-hmm. I fell playing football and hit my head. Okay, yeah. And I hit it to su- to to a degree of like severity that I was like in and out of consciousness for like a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Was rushed to the hospital, and according to my mom, you know, it was like I was unconscious. Then next minute, I was awake, screaming uncontrollably. Then I just went back to unconscious again, and this just went on a few, like a good couple of times the whole way down in the ambulance, and I got to the hospital. Mm-hmm got to the hospital there wasn't anything wrong with me. i mean i don't know what happened like just maybe concussed but it was a kid right so like it was probably worse than what it would be now and i remember waking up in hospital the next day with no memory of it right like no memory for almost like three or four days before right? So now so to weird. me the last memory i had to waking up in that hospital bed was instantaneous right to me everything that happened in between it wasn't that it, it never happened to me right it felt as if... Because I had no memory of it, I never... I don't remember it happening, right? And it's not like being asleep, where when you wake up from being asleep, you kind of know you've been asleep. Yeah. It's like... It's instantaneous. It's like if you go under for an operation, you wake up. Whether well, that operation is... that op- You could be under anesthetic for three weeks, mm-hmm. but you would wake up and think you'd literally just close your eyes. Is that right? Yeah, right? It's like that. Like, you go on for an operation, it's like... Mm. You go... Like, I remember going in for an operation. As soon as I went in for an operation, you get that anesthetic in your arm and they're like right count down from 10 right and i remember going 10 9 8 7 6 5 open my eyes
0: and it was done
1: like i don't like it was literally i remember him going five and then as soon as he said five half a second later i opened my eyes <gasps> in the like recovery ward that's, wild. that's how quick it was right That is wild. now to me falling and hit my head never happened right so the pain and trauma that i was clearly going through never happened right because i had no memory of it happening to me that's never happened Mm -hmm. right if i went out tomorrow and somebody decided to stab me 23 times right so badly that i didn't lose anything right and all i had was the scars left Mm -hmm. but someone stabbed me so badly to the point that the doctors had to put me into an induced coma Mm -hmm. right and I just say I was in that coma, that coma for a week, and I woke up from that coma, no memory of the stabbing, no memory of being in a coma. It was almost like the second before the stabbing happened, and then bang, I woke up again. Right. So to it me, wouldn't that wouldn't be like a dream. It wouldn't even be a dream. Like it'd be as if it never happened. That's so weird. That lack of memory of it happening makes it almost not makes it almost as if it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. The pain that I clearly suffered because I have no memory of that pain might as well not it have happened. happened right. Yeah. So when you die, let's say you die and that's it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing after that, yeah. like being under an anesthetic or whatever. Once you die, you lose your consciousness, you lose all your memories, right? So to that degree, it's like it never happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's say this was a simulation we were in, right? Mm-hmm. And, or not, not not, a simulation, right? Let's say, you know, sort of the Buddhist idea of reincarnation, right? Right, okay. So, you die and you're reincarnated, you come back as something else, right? So, let's say I die in this life, Mm -hmm. right? And dying in this life, I then instantaneously, I'm born again, right? As a kid, the second I die, I'm born again Mm -hmm. as some other kid somewhere else. And I have no recollection of this life whatsoever. Did it happen?
0: I have no idea.
1: And it's like, let's say I had a previous life that I have no memory about. It might as well not even have happened because I have Uh no memory of it to remember it happening, right? Wow,
0: yeah.
1: That's what fucks me up about consciousness. That's
0: wild.
1: Do you know what I mean? (laughs) That's wild, yeah. Like if I, let's say I went, like I hit my head and woke up tomorrow and had no memory of the 22 years of life that I've had. Nothing. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Did it, it, there's no point in it. What was the point? There was Yeah, yeah, no point in it ever happening. It physically happened, but to you, nothing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: To me, it never existed. It never happened. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That's weird. That's, that's weird. But, that's wild, that.
1: like in Blade Runner, uh-huh. if you had... I haven't seen it. So, basically, like, yeah. there's like it's all androids and stuff. And, basically, to right. make the androids think they're human, they implant fake memories of other humans in their heads, right? right okay. From birth, so as they think they're human, right? They have these memories in their head, but they're not their own memories. They were made in a factory. Mm-hmm. But, to them, that all happened to them, right? So, for example, let's say you had me, oh, right? Right, okay. So, let's say you had me... And I lost the previous twenty years of my life mm-hmm. in terms. I lost the memories, right? So let's say I hit my head. I wake up. I've no memory of the previous twenty years of my life. Mm-hmm. Right? So to me, it never happened. Let's say they take those that memory of those twenty years of my previous life of my life up until you know, let's say I fail or whatever, and implant that into an android to make that android feel as if they're a twenty-two year old man who's experienced all this. To that android.
0: They've lived your life. They've
1: lived my life.
0: Oh, that is weird.
1: Through their memories, they've yeah. lived their life through them through my memories. Yeah, a life that to me I never lived.
0: That's, jeez, that's, do you know that's what I mean? That's wild that that there that is, is that mess. Crazy, that there messes of your head, like.
1: Do you know what I mean? That's yep. So yeah, uh, never. I've never thought about that before. No. That's
0: that's wild. That yeah, there, like. I
1: was thinking about that the other night. Geez. So um on sure that there was much sleep that night. Oh I mean yeah, well <laughs> I just sleep like a baby. It's like as soon as I think about that, I'm like, right, okay. It's time. And then for the just time. roll over. Yeah. I have a weird, weird night yeah, of just okay, forgetting yeah, yeah, shit yeah. when I go to bed. Yeah. Um but yeah, um that's basically it, I suppose. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um and yeah, we'll be back with more shit in thank the future, you. I'm sure. Yep. Thank you for joining me, Scott. Thank you very much for yeah, having no worries. me. Um all the best. A pleasure as always, thank yeah. you.